Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Straight Fire for Thursday, March 18th. We are 24 hours away from the start of March Madness. I hope you're feeling good like I am. Oh, I'm so fired up about the tournament. Obviously, huge breaking news late on Wednesday. Moses Wright, the ACC Player of the Year for Georgia Tech. COVID casualty for the Yellow Jackets. He will not suit up against Loyola of Chicago. Obviously a massive damaging loss for Georgia Tech. And there's really no scenario where they can take down Loyola now. Now the big question becomes, does Loyola get caught looking ahead to a matchup with Illinois 
in what should be a phenomenal game in the second round. But that's the big NCAA news at the top. There was some minor NFL news, but really nothing of consequence. Uh, I'm still shocked that Kenny Galladay does not have a home. I'm not going to dig into the Deshaun Watson allegations. Uh, I'm still uh, mildly surprised that Juju Smith-Schuster is without team, but... This is the NFL free agency, and wide receivers clearly are not as valued as you'd think. All right, this is going to be a brief intro because we have a phenomenal interview, not on my part, the guest. He's incredible. His name is Casey Jacobson. You may remember him, Stanford sniper. The guy was an incredible college basketball player, a legendary California high school basketball player, and it just so happens when I started playing pickup out here, I ran into some guys, and one of the guys who played at Cal State Northridge, a big six seven white guy on the wing, he was like, damn, this guy's awesome. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know a buddy at Fox. Uh, do you know Casey Jacobson? And I was like, who doesn't know Casey Jacobson? He's like, oh, yeah, played against him and his brothers. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and so I got to, got to know Casey a little bit at Fox. Great guy, really intelligent. He's got some interesting takes on the tournament. He is extremely bullish on the Alabama Tide. Um, I'm not going to spoil it all. We'll get to that in a sec. Just want to remind everybody, subscribe, rate, and review. And now, without further ado, let's get to Casey Jacobson, a college basketball analyst for Fox Sports. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a former All-American, multi-time All-American, a legend in California high school basketball. I played, started playing pickup out here, and the first question some guy asked me was, oh, do you know Casey Jacobson? I was like, who doesn't know Casey Jacobson? Casey Jacobson, the Fox Sports analyst, uh, Stanford legend, uh, German basketball legend. Casey, how you doing, man? Jason, uh, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. That was quite an intro. You can be my agent, man. I should uh, travel around <laughs> with you. We'll be a two-man posse. Well, uh, you listen, we had Jim Jackson on recently, and yep. I, I would talk about how like late 80s, early 90s, late 90s bas- college basketball into the 2000s is just as good as it got. And, you know, you were at Stanford lighting it up. I mean, basically, as soon as you got there as a freshman, Um it just felt like that was the heyday of college basketball. I I like it now, but it just doesn't feel the same. Am I right or wrong there? No, you you are right. I'm not going to argue there, especially Jim Jackson. Like the 90s were the heyday, right? When Bobby Hurley is now coaching yes. in the Pac-12, when he was on, uh, you know, Coach K's uh, first national title teams with Grant Hill and Christian Leitner, the UNLV running Rebels, which I have two older brothers, Jason. They were running Rebel fanatics, and those teams were loaded with NBA players. It's very rare now that a college basketball team is loaded with NBA players. You have one or two, and that makes you, you know, a, a big-time team. But those teams had three or four sometimes. And so, yeah, we are in an era of college basketball where the best products are in a hurry to leave for the NBA, and I am not blaming them. I'm yeah. just saying that's the product that we uh, – you know, that's the world that we live in. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, college basketball teams are diluted with talent, still a lot of good players, but yeah. – not as many as there were 20 years ago. I looked at your freshman roster. You had the Collins Twins, who obviously made the NBA, and Mark Madsen, who uh, danced uh, and won a title with the Lakers. So, I mean, listen, that first year you were there. Uh, I do want to actually, before we get to your your college years, I want to start with this. The, you got older brothers. Um, I believe you all played Division One sports. Is that accurate? So I have three brothers, and we're okay. in A, B, C, D order, by the way, Jason. So from, from oldest to youngest, so it's easy to keep track of the Jacobson brothers. So Adam, Brock, Casey, I'm the third, Derek. 
the first three played Division One basketball. The last one, Derek did not. So Derek's the weak link in the chain. But oh, good news, Jason wow. is. He's a good man. So yes. we're still proud of him, but uh, he wasn't a baller like us. I'm curious, what are those pickup games like growing up? I mean, now, kids, you have to pry them off the devices. Back <laughs> when you were coming up, I mean, it was, I don't even, was the internet like in its infancy maybe when oh, you were in high school? Or? No, no. I, the first time I ever went on the internet was in high school, but we didn't have a, a home computer. Right. Um, so, yeah. But you're asking about our, our pickup game. So my dad was a construction supervisor for the same company for 30 years. He was a carpenter, just awesome with his hands, poured cement, could build stuff with wood, whatever. And he built a half court basketball court in our backyard growing up oh. full with lights. So it had like three different lights. So at nighttime, we could just flip it on. He also put a sound system where you can put a cassette tape, Rocky, whatever you wanted to do, right? Crank oh. it up. You can get jumpers in while the lights and the uh, the sound were were uh, were motivating you. So yeah, I played. My older brothers are both four years older and six years older. So I never played high school basketball with them. Okay. They were always way stronger, way taller than me growing up. But that fueled my fire, Jason. I mean, it was like I wanted nothing more than to be like my brothers. Like some kids grow up wanting to be like Magic Johnson. I grew up in L.A. wanting to be just like my brothers. They were my heroes. I would have done anything to share the court with them. And so by the time I actually matured physically enough to play, I was so motivated. And they had kind of already um, you know, paved the path, right? They'd already been Division I basketball players. I've, I'd already seen college coaches come into my home to recruit my brothers. So I kind of had a, an understanding of how that world was going to go. And so nothing really surprised me. I was kind of ahead of, ahead of the game because of them. So I do have to ask, so your dad, big into construction, by the way, that sounds like the most incredible backyard ever. It was um, sick. But so did he play sports? Did your mom, like, uh, obviously you guys are all gigantic uh, human beings, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm the tallest in my family. I'm 6'6". Six, six. My dad's 6'4". My dad is still uh, ranks as the 20th all-time leading scorer in San Diego State history. So my dad um, was big-time basketball player. He grew up in San Diego. And if you ask Bill Walton, I don't know if you've talked with him in a while, Chase, mm -hmm. but while. if you ask, if, if you talk to Bill, if you mention the name Vaughn Jacobson, he will just lose his mind. <laughs> I mean, he'll talk about my dad Vaughn like he talks about rivers, lakes, and streams, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, because uh, my dad's a little bit older and was Bill Walton's kind of hero. He was one of the best players in San Diego. So yeah, like my dad uh, did not play in the NBA, didn't play professionally, but was an awesome basketball player. Um, in his own right and uh, taught me everything I know. Wow. Okay, so you're watching your brothers get recruited uh, and then all of a sudden you come along and start pumping up, what were you, 50 points a game in high school? I don't know, something <laughs> insane, I would assume. No, no, about 33 points a game my junior and senior year. Wow. So uh, when you decide to go to Stanford, what was the big impetus there? Well, Stanford made a, a Final Four, their first Final Four um, mm. during my junior year of high school. And to be totally honest with you, Jason, I did not really consider Stanford up until that point. Um, I knew that Stanford was an amazing school and I did take my academics seriously, but I wanted to play basketball at a top 25 right. college. I didn't want to just go to a good school. I wanted to go and play for uh, a program that perennially went to NCAA tournaments and competed for their conference and a national title. What was like I, your your dream school, or what were you had your sights set on before Stanford? Yeah, so I wanted to go to Duke. Oh um, wow, yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, <laughs> my school. my brothers again. My brothers hated Duke. 
Like they thought like, oh, you know, uh, preppy Duke, whatever. They're like part of that Duke hater nation. Okay. They, they, that's why they were, they were running rebels. They were like more street. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, let's just, <laughs> right. Like let's beat them by 30 and Bobby Hurley poops his pants or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, my brother's like, no, don't go to Duke. I'm like, guys, you don't understand how amazing Duke is year in year out and how impressive coach K. So th- th- I was recruited by uh, coach K and also Quinn Snyder, who was coach K's mm. assistant coach at the time is now the head coach of course for the Utah jazz. Um, and, uh, Kentucky was also on my list. I was a Southern California kid, Jason, and I did not want to stay in Southern California. I wanted to go somewhere and kind of start fresh and kind of spread my wings, make my own name. Um, so I was willing to go to another state, another program. Oh, Rick Majerus in Utah was, mm-hmm. was definitely, um, in my top five as well. He was they a had fantastic just gone to coach. a final four, right? With, he uh, did. He coached. Yeah. Andre like Keith, and, Keith Van Horn, yeah. Andre Miller, those teams were awesome. Alex Jensen. Yeah. Really good. So anyways, it came down to Duke and Stanford, um, where I wanted to go and they were recruiting myself and Mike Dunleavy Jr. And both Mike and I were friends yeah. and we played on an AAU tournament together. So we kind of knew that each other were, were being uh, recruited by the same schools Anyways, Mike surprised me, Dunleavy, by um, really committing early. Like it was way before we started our senior year, and Mike Mike committed to Duke. So, so do, hold I, on, hold on. So he commits. Did you guys were buddies, right? I mean, through AAU and everything. Do you think he? I mean, I'm not trying to drive a wedge here. It's 30 years ago, but do you think he did that because he knew they wanted you too, and it was only going to be one or the other? No, I don't. I, I think uh, that um, he was had he had the same mindset as I did, which is t- Duke's a hard um, place to pass up. Honestly, yeah. you know, if if Coach K says, "Hey, we want you to play for our program," <laughs> it's it is darn near impossible to turn that down. They were they were putting guys into the NBA year after year. I mean, yeah. Kentucky at the time wasn't what Kentucky is now, no. like an NBA factory. Kentucky was just a really good program. They weren't what Duke was, and we're, we're talking this is 1999. Okay. Duke was the premier. Not only are you going to compete for national titles and final fours, you're going to go to the NBA if you perform well. Mm -hmm. That's what Kentucky has now become as well. But Duke was the leader. So I don't blame Mike at all. Um, Apparently they wanted Mike more than they wanted me uh, because they didn't give me the option really to commit right uh, right then. So. Wow. So, I mean, but you end up going to Stanford, uh, get the All-American status. I will say uh, Stanford's had some good players since you. Childress, obviously. The kid Zaire Williams was good. Um, The Lopez twins? The Lopez twins? Yeah, I forgot about those guys. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Stanford as a program before we get to this current NCAA tournament? Where are they? It's tough now for me. Do you, did you know that that Stanford has only made one tournament in the last 13 seasons? That's the wow. longest drought that they've ever been in since the early 80s. So right I now, Stanford is not doing well. Um, they were on the bubble this year and lost their last five consecutive games. Well, Williams uh, so was out so for some tough. of them, right? What's that? Williams was out for some of those. Yeah, Zaire Williams missed two different uh, – he had two different deaths in his family, Jason, which is oh. really unfortunate. Yeah, his uncle, and then I, I don't recall who the second one was. Mm. But, yeah, that required him to miss, I believe, five games. Um, but even before that, Zaire, as as much as potential as he had, he, he had an up-and-down freshman season. It, it was hard for him to gain his footing and, uh, and, and get in a rhythm, but still an amazing player that, that we probably won't see in a Stanford uniform yeah. uh, anymore. <laughs> so let me quickly ask you, uh, you know, Stanford's hurting and uh, had, had you ever thought of going into coaching? I'm buddies with Doug Gottlieb. I know he's explored the option, but, uh, 
you know, given your name and your history, you won internationally, you went to the NBA, college, any thought to coaching at all or? Sure. Yeah, I've definitely thought oh. about it. My older brother, um, Adam, right? ABC, yeah. go up to Adam. My, my uh, brother, Adam, has been coaching at the Division One level, Jason, for 17 years now. He was a, an assistant coach at Pacific at University of Hawaii, and now he's at Cal Baptist University in Riverside. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we talk about coaching all the time. I know the pros and cons of that lifestyle, of that <laughs> profession. I love hoops so much, so of course I've thought about it. Um, if Stanford ever came knocking on my door and asking me to be a part of a coaching staff, I don't know if I could turn that down. It'd be that good. But yeah, I do love my job now uh, as a as a broadcaster. And you got the kids at home, obviously. That, yeah. that That's I, tough. I, three, I mean, with the coaching life. I have three daughters. Yeah. And they wouldn't like if daddy became a, a coach. So let me ask, are you coaching them in youth sports at all or no? Uh, no, I, I have before. Yeah. When they were growing up, I have a 14 year old daughter, a 12 year old daughter and a 10 year old daughter right now. Mm. The 12 year old is my last hope, Jason, <laughs> my last hope. She's the only one that plays basketball right now. Cause my older daughter plays volleyball. Okay. My youngest daughter plays yeah. water polo, which is big here in Southern California. Yeah. Well, I've started to realize volleyball. Uh, I don't want to go into like where I live exactly, yeah. but bottom line is, uh, volleyball is massive at these Huge. high schools, like bigger than basketball at some of them. For um, for girls sports, volleyball is way way more uh, popular and big than basketball is. Yeah. All right, let's get to the current NCAA tournament, and uh, I don't know what do you want to start with Gonzaga, Illinois. Everybody has them, Casey, yeah. in the championship game. You've been doing this long enough. You know that never happens. It so, never works out like that. It, it's not never, okay? So I've done a ton of research. Uh, Jason, you and I can talk about this for hours, right? Um, okay, let's start, though, at the top. So my bracket has three number one seeds, okay? And you might be saying, Casey, do you're playing it safe, all right? So, well, let me explain. I, ha I have a reason for my three number one seeds. But okay. first, let me back up and say, it has happened that all four number one seeds have made the NCAA tournament. And it's happened recently. 2008 was the, was the one time it happened. And that was... Um, with Kansas, it was um, uh, Memphis, uh, UCLA, and North Carolina. That was, that was the Derek Kansas Rose one, year, right? Uh, Mario Chalmers hit yes. a three to force overtime against Memphis. John Calipari, Derek Rose, all that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was those were four number one seeds. Okay, so three number one seeds has happened five times. So it doesn't happen often, but there is certainly precedent where three number one seeds have happened. Here's my reasoning personally for why I think it's going to happen this year. I have two big reasons, okay? The first is this tournament does not have much travel, okay? Everybody's going to the state of Indiana, okay? And they're not all going to be playing in Indianapolis, but the surrounding areas, okay? I believe that less travel eliminates a huge variable that often causes chaos with young college basketball teams, okay? So, and then couple that with, there's only 25% fans allowed in these buildings, Jason. Yep. If you've been to an NCAA tournament game, you know that the higher seeds, they're playing against an, an underdog, okay? And when an underdog starts to gain momentum in these atmospheres, the bipartisan crowd, which isn't all just for yeah. North Carolina, right? It could be a Gonzaga crowd mm. plus a Purdue crowd plus a Memphis crowd. They all start to cheer for the underdog. Yes. And what you see in these atmospheres mm. is the, the superior team, the higher ranked team gets a little bit tight. And the underdog team starts to really get, you know, some crowd support. There's going to be less of that, which I think favors the good teams. Okay. Mm. And then the last thing I'll say, and this might be reason number three uh, to justify my three number one seeds in my final four, Jace, but it's this, 
This year in college basketball, there is a clear separation gap between the top four teams in the country and the rest of everybody else. Those top four teams were Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and Michigan. Now, Michigan is dealing with an injury to one of their best players. So you can, you know, we can argue about Michigan, but those four teams were the best four teams. And that's not always the case in college basketball. Sometimes the difference between a number one seed and a number two seed really isn't that big. But you can't tell me that the difference between Gonzaga and Houston or Ohio State, it's massive. Okay, so that those are my reasons. I don't so know if we, you're buying what I'm selling. I, no, I'm buying a lot of that. Uh, I had not really considered the uh, travel aspect. That's good. Um, let me ask, though, about I'm assuming Michigan's the final, the, the one number one you don't have in the final. Correct. Four. So who do you have in that bracket? Is it? Let me guess. Alabama, FSU. Who, oh. Alabama is my second favorite team in the entire country, Jason. Okay, what? So my, yeah. My favorite team are the, are the Zags. Okay. Incredible what they're doing. And we could talk, you know, more Alabama? specifically about them. But if I could touch on Alabama real quick, I am so impressed. They're my favorite team to watch. They play a, a, an amazing style of basketball, um, and it's pretty rare. So Nate Oates is now in his second year in Alabama, and I call them a 3-and-D team. Yeah. What does that mean? Alabama is a top-10 defensive team in the country. They put a bunch of athletes on the floor who are smart, who understand their role, and get all over you. They sometimes are risky. They sometimes you know gamble for steals and stuff, but they play super hard. And they are willing to play 30 seconds on defense on the shot clock. But once they get the ball or get the rebound, they do not want to use 30 seconds on the offensive end. They shoot almost half of their shots from three, which I love. They're not one of the best percentage-wise three-point shooting teams. I think they're around 36%. Um, but they play that style better than anybody else in the country. And so even and, – and then here's the last point I'll make. A lot of teams need threes to win, right? You'd agree with that, yeah. especially in a one-and-done format. Alabama's unique in the fact that, yeah, they take a lot of threes, so you might say, hey, if they have a bad night, they're going to be done, right? Yeah. Not, not, not necessarily. With Alabama, because they're so good defensively, even if they don't shoot particularly well on a given night, their defense keeps them in games. That's why I, I, I really like this team a lot. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alabama obviously had that awesome SEC run, uh, beat. LSU in a thriller. I, I'm curious, though. You know, it, it, yes, their defense is great, but offensively, they can be prone to just kind of buckling. You know, they got two sophomore guards leading the way. I know they have a couple veterans in Petty and, and Herb Jones, but young backcourt, does that concern you at all? I, I have three big things that I usually look at. The coach, Nate Oates, checks that box. You know, then it's the Ken Palm defensive stats, but then it's the guard play. Uh, you know yeah. guards rule in March. I just wonder... You know, the kid is uh, the Villanova transfer, right? Uh, yeah, Javon Quinterly. Yep. He, he's a nice player, and, and Shackelford's very good. Yeah. But I, 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 something okay. has me off. Uh, what about Florida State? Do you like them in that bracket or not really? So let me check. Yeah, I have Florida State getting to this uh, to the Elite Eight. So I have Florida State and Alabama Take, facing okay. off against each I, other. I'm um, looking at my bracket with exactly that matchup. Now, um, Alabama, though, you know, do you wonder worry about public perception? And Casey, I say this because a lot of people tune out college hoops until maybe after the Super Bowl, and then they start watching, obviously, in early March, and everybody saw Alabama go on that run. Everybody saw Ohio State. Everybody saw Illinois. And the general public is gravitating toward those teams. Um, you think that hurts or helps, or does that not mean anything? I don't think it doesn't mean anything to me um, okay. you know, as an analyst. I, I've watched Alabama from the start of the season. In fact, they lost their first game of the year against my alum, Stanford. I um, saw it. Yes, I just. <laughs> yeah, and, and Alabama didn't know who they were yet. Uh, they had not ironed out roles. Javon Quinterly, I believe, started that game. And now he comes off the bench for yeah. them as kind of like their leader of the second unit. Um, but you, you touched on something, Jason, which is. Look, guard play rules in March, and I agree with you, okay? But that doesn't mean that your backcourt has to be juniors and seniors. I would like it to be, okay? Mm -hmm. I would prefer it not to be a freshman, but these, these guys have, like, sophomores who have real experience. I mean, Jaden Shackelford is a sophomore. Yeah, but, you know, he's made 57 threes on the year. He knows exactly what his role is. I mentioned Javon Quinterly. He had a, a stop at Villanova that didn't go very well at all. Yes. he's It's toughened him up. He's a nice player. Um, 
And, you know, John Petty is a senior in their backcourt. Uh, one of the better three-point shooters in the country last year and followed it up this year at 44%. Their backcourt is good enough to win a national title. I believe that. Hmm. Okay, let's go to a couple more teams out here on the West Coast. Oregon, I like them a lot to make a run. Again, checking the boxes, Dana Altman, incredible coach. You've seen what he's done in his uh, last three trips to the tournament. Will Richardson, the point guard, three of their six losses this year were without him. And I like how they have the lottery pick. I think he's a lottery pick, at least. Duarte, uh, the wing, he's like 23 years old. Uh, where are you on Oregon? Can they take down uh, Iowa? Dude, so far, Jason, you and I are seeing eye to eye, my oh, friend. Nice. I'm looking okay. at my bracket. I have Oregon to the Elite Eight, yes. losing to Gonzaga. Okay. So here's a few things on Oregon. You already mentioned Will Richardson, who sat out the first, I think, month and a half of the season because he had a torn uh, or a broken thumb on his shooting hand. He's a left-handed player. Um, he's now finally starting to round into form, and that makes this Oregon team so much better. Um, Duarte has played himself into a first-round draft pick. You mentioned lottery, certainly. Um, uh, I- I'm super happy for him because he's a two-way player, and I think he will fit into a lot of NBA rosters and be a guy that can guard and make shots. He's also super athletic. They have another kid named Eugene Amaruri, mm. and he's a transfer from Rutgers, sat out last year, so had a year just kind of looking at the program. He's a 6'6". You can call him a center if you want to because <laughs> this Oregon team is really small. It's the, it's the one weakness they have. I, I have yeah. to admit that. They are a small team. But Amarui is a nightmare matchup because he's 6'6", but probably 235 pounds. He can handle the ball. He can pass. He can also shoot it from, from three, although that's not what he does well. What makes Oregon so good, and by the way, Jason, Oregon in their last three NCAA tournaments has gotten to at least the Sweet 16 or more. They haven't made every tournament over the last several years. They've missed a couple. But when they get there, Dana Altman has this team clicking. What makes them difficult is their style of play. Defensively, this team plays a lot of switching man-to-man. They'll show you a zone, a 2-3 zone, and then it'll go pretty much morph into man-to-man. So teams often under just a few days of preparation, really struggle to figure out how to attack Oregon. That's why I think they have an advantage. They'll need it against Garza. That's going to be a tough matchup. You said the size. All right, uh, real quick, uh, team that I'm not that bullish on that you saw a lot of in the Big East, Creighton. They had their coaching snafu. We won't get into that. But UCSB, to me, kind of feels like a live dog in that one. I'm actually picking them to pull the upset. Um, we know uh, in the last 40 NCAA tournaments, 35 of them, a 12 has beaten a five. And um, I don't know, Creighton, uh, good shooting team, but they have to play at Lucas Oil Stadium. Casey, as a shooter, do you recall, like, I know some of the numbers have tried to debunk it, but yeah. college kids, small gyms, and then going to a Lucas Oil Stadium, the backdrop a little different, and anything there? It is totally fair. Look, I was a shooter. Yeah. And if you interview coaches and players jason they will lie straight to your face <laughs> and say no man we play you know uh, for creighton for instance we play at the chi health center in omaha it's a big nba type arena i am telling you those huge vast empty arenas that are meant for football converted to basketball they mess with your mind i'm mm. telling you not only is it a bigger stage the balls are brand the basketballs are brand new they're always like slippery they haven't been used for a couple weeks right and then that backdrop, it does mess with you. I don't think you are as good of a shooting team as you would be otherwise. But to that point, Jason, uh, UCSB needs threes to go in too, okay? Yes, this isn't yes. a team that, like, pounds you down low, okay? They, yeah. they need jumpers to go down. 
I actually have Creighton in this. Okay. You mentioned their coach snafu. We don't want to talk about that, but I think it did emotionally drain them. However, they did advance to the Big East final. Okay, I know they fell flat on their face against Georgetown, <laughs> but at see. least they did win two games to, including UConn. They beat UConn, a very good team, by the way, yeah. in the semifinal. So I, I think I push back on people who just want to write off Creighton. This is a starting five that has all upperclassmen. Marcus Zagorowski is one of the more underrated point guards in the country. They check a lot of the boxes. UCSB okay. is a good team, but they are not better than Creighton. Creighton is fully healthy. I'm taking the Blue Jays. All right, let's touch on two more. Um, a lot of people are kind of out on Baylor. Um, I don't want to say they limped to the finish, but they had a couple COVID issues, and they, they're not as dominant as they were when they were 18-0. and 0, And you still have them get into the Final Four. Who do you have them beating to get there? Um, I have them beating Texas Tech, who um, is my oh. other dark. Yeah, Ooh. Texas Tech is my other dark horse. So Oregon and Texas Tech are the two teams that I'm picking to kind of wreak some havoc uh, in their hmm. respective regions. What are you seeing on Texas Tech? So I don't love Texas Tech as much as I love their 2019 version, of course, that, that advanced <laughs> yes. to the, the, the finals against Virginia and lost, right? Uh, a really close game, too. They could have won a national title. Um, I'm a big believer in Chris Beard and their style of play. Similar to Oregon, Jason, I think Texas Tech is an extremely difficult team to prepare for. Like in the Big 12, people know about them. They they lost a lot of close games in the Big 12, but scouting is so much harder. If, you, if you're not familiar with how a team plays, it, it's hard to do that. And I think Texas Tech, their brand of defense, where they completely try and keep you on one side of the floor and dare you to make skip passes all night long, is hard to do. But again, Big 12 teams are used to it. Mac McClung, to me, is the best and most valuable transfer in the entire country. I'm not saying he's the best player in the country, right. but we have we, we, seen, we see hundreds of kids transfer every year. And Mac McClung, the transfer from Georgetown to now Texas Tech, um, is he, he fits exactly what they needed, a score on the wing that can create his own shot. If this team makes threes, like a lot of teams, I think Texas <laughs> Tech is a nice, nice pick uh, to advance. Plus, I, I think Ohio State is, is them and Houston are the two weakest number two seeds Ooh. in my bracket. I just think, uh, I don't know if you know, but Ohio State is the 79th best defensive team yeah. in the country. Um, and in, in my research sure. tells me that the, the last eight Final Fours, we have – uh, have not seen a single team make a final four in the last eight years that is outside of the top 50 yeah. in defensive efficiency. They're just not good enough defensively. That's a good number. Um, all right, real quick on Texas tech, Casey, they are 0 and two against Baylor. Yeah. 0 and two against West Virginia. 0 and two against Kansas. 0 and two against Oklahoma state. Not a um, single one of those teams you mentioned, Jason are in their bracket. Okay? Yeah. I, <laughs> that's a great point. And six of those eight were single digit losses. Yes. Ken Palm has them as one of the unluckiest teams uh, in the country. Now, let me just say the, the Utah state matchup. We know the U Utah state has the big kid, uh, Kada. Yeah. Um, Texas tech has no size. They give up a ton of offensive boards in a rock fight against Utah state. Could they could be in some trouble? Absolutely. And that, that was the flaw with Oregon too. There are not a lot of teams that have big, big guys who are, who are yeah. solid underneath. And Kata is definitely the number one problem that Texas tech has to solve. But again, the way that they defend 
where they overload the side, it's going to be difficult for Utah State. I'm telling you, you watch this game. Yeah. It's going to be difficult for them to feed K to the ball on their initial offense. They're going to have to get ball reversals, then dribble action, and then they'll be able to, to, to find K to. If they can't do that and they turn the ball over, they're not even going to get to feed K to the ball for alley-oops or dunks. Um, all right, real quick, Casey, final question. The Gonzaga Zags undefeated and – I just I don't know how to quantify this, but you were a player. The idea of being undefeated and getting tight later in the NCAA tournament—that's a real thing. But I, 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 how do you factor that into your picks? That's what my only issue is. Like I don't see them getting tight until the final four. If they have to face Florida State or Alabama teams that can match them up on the wings, that's going to be a major problem. And and they ride a lot of shooting. So I think it's a little bit over overblown. Uh, Jason, remember, this is the Gonzaga team that was ranked number one in the preseason. They've been number one wire to wire, okay? So I like to me, the, when the fans want to say, is there going to be pressure on them? They've had the pressure all year, man. It's not. This isn't like something new. They didn't come out of nowhere. They were expected to be good. They've been way better than that. They are the best regular season college basketball team that I have seen since 2015. Okay, that was Carl Anthony Towns as a freshman, the uh, Harrison twins, Devin Booker as Booker, a freshman yeah. coming off the bench. That team I was barely so played him. Yeah, Man, it was right. crazy. And if you remember, that team was 38 and 0 going into the final four, and they had all the pressure. We were talking about them on FS1 every single night about, you know, hey, is this team going to go undefeated? And they played Wisconsin, and that game was down to the wire. And I don't think that Kentucky lost that game because they caved under the pressure. They lost because they faced a really good Wisconsin team with Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker and Bo Ryan as their head coach. Okay. So can Gonzaga lose? Absolutely. They could lose. I don't think they'll lose until they get to the final four, but this team can absolutely lose. But Jason, last thing I'll say, if they do lose, it's not going to be because they caved under the pressure. (laughs) It's because they faced another really good team in a one and done scenario. And that other team just happened to play better. And I guess, Casey, final thought, uh, it sounds like you have Gonzaga losing before the championship, huh? I do not. I have Gonzaga (laughs) winning the national title. I have Gonzaga and Baylor playing that game that should have happened on December 5th. Um, By the way, that game was supposed to be in Indianapolis, if you remember. So to me, it's like kind of poetic justice that we are going to get that that matchup again. It just happens to be in April instead of December. Love it. All right, Casey Jacobson. Oh, Casey, I forgot to ask. Um, if you were transporting, you know, college and high school, Casey Jacobson to currently, I mean, you are basically what every NBA team's looking for, right? <laughs> a, a wing who can jack threes. I mean, you were shooting Damian Lillard threes back in the day. Were you not? Yeah, I, I do feel like I kind of missed out, um, that I was, uh, maybe like a decade too early in my NBA career. I did play four years in the NBA and then another eight years in Europe. Yeah. But yeah, I think I could have squeezed out a couple more years I mean, and a couple more million dollars if I was playing in 2021. Yes. That kid from Michigan who was on the Miami Heat last year. Um, dang, his Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. I, I'm not just saying because you're a, a tall white guy, but <laughs> Duncan Robinson's kind of Casey Jacobson in 2021, right? Is he not? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, similar game. He had a little bit quicker of a release, and that's what makes Duncan Robinson so tough to guard. 
but uh, certainly we were, um, yeah, like range. Except, wait, I'm sorry, like, I, I apologize. He was like a Division three guy. He was. Right? You were like an All-American in high school, <laughs> McDonald's All-American. So I'm giving him too much credit. But the release is interesting. So he had has a quick release, you think? That's yeah, what like what makes it? Duncan Robinson really unique, Jason, is his quick release. I mean, there, there are shooters all across the country, and I was one when I played in college. But what separates Duncan from other players is this quick release. I would put Kyle Korver in that same category. Mm. Kyle Korver, he was a six-seven wing who could shoot in like the blink of an eye. You know, that's what makes those guys so unique. Yeah, wow, awesome. All right, great stuff, Casey Jacobson. Obviously, follow him on social media. Watch his analysis on FS1. Casey, thanks for taking the time, man. Enjoy the tournament. Pleasure was all mine. Good luck in your bracket, Jace. <laughs> I'll need it. Yeah. <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.